Welcome everybody, welcome everybody to another episode of the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. I am your host, Derek Benavidez, and as always, I got my best friend with me, Colton McCarley. We are back from an extended vacation. We took a little break uh, from the podcast, but we are back and we are thrilled to be able to bring you some NFL updates as well as some news and just things that are going around, you know, uh, all through the NFL. So glad to be back, Colton. How are you doing, dude? Oh, doing good. Yeah. We, uh, today was the first day of daylight savings. So I don't know about oh, you, yeah. but we woke up at like nine today and we were like, wow, we really slept in. Didn't realize it was technically eight. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I didn't realize that like, so we were supposed to record at like seven and it was like, it's still daylight. And I was like, oh, it's five o'clock still, whatever. We got time, and it was already seven. And I was like, "Oh crap, we got to record." <laughs> so yeah, I everything know. off. <laughs> yeah, but welcome everybody back. Uh, we actually recorded last week, but all of our audio just got screwed up. So uh, we decided to uh, start over and uh, restart this week. So, um, but we're glad to be back um, today. We're going to be talking over the new combine stuff that's going on, and as, as well as some of the crazy transactions that are going around um but yeah let's kick it off with things that are going around in the nfl and i want to go ahead and start with the with the whole aaron Rodgers debacle um because he is looking to make a move and we we saw this towards the end of the season um and it looks like more than likely he's going to go with the jets he's going to be signed with the jets jets are already they have everything like figured out i believe right colton yeah, I think they're quarterback away is what a lot of people are saying. If he steps in there and, and can play even half as good as what he has in the past, like that's a that's a loaded team. They have wide receivers, O line, D line, great defense with Sauce Gardner. Like they have loaded yeah. up. It's amazing. Yeah. See, I'm I'm I don't know. I I've never I don't think I've ever seen the Jets be good. Like so it's it's hard for me to picture a like a winning Jets team. Um so yeah, I guess we'll have to see if uh, Aaron Rodgers can put some spark into that team. Because right now, I, even with Aaron Rodgers, I just don't see it. Like, I, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's just an organizational issue or, or what. But I just I still don't see it. And I know they have like a really good defense, and I know that they were almost in the playoffs last year, and like it was everything was pointing in the right direction, even with a terrible quarterback. But <laughs> I guess uh, if if they sign Aaron Rodgers and he can do anything that he did. It, like with the Green Bay Packers, then uh, yeah, he'll, they'll do great. The Jets will be great. So, see, the, here's the one thing I'm I'm a little concerned about when it comes to the Jets. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like they're thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to become their savior here. We are talking yeah. about a guy who is third. He's currently 39 years old. Exactly. He will be yeah. 40 in December. So, right, right. in the middle of the season, he will be 40. <laughs> I know yeah. we've seen the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, do it until he's. 45 but like i think if you're the jets you have to if you get aaron Rodgers, you have to go all out in this next year or two like you can't stop at aaron Rodgers. i think you have to load up with whatever free agent acquisitions he requests or whatever free agent acquisitions you feel like you're missing um or trades like 
because you probably have one to maybe two years of like elite Aaron Rodgers left in the tank, if even that's there anymore. We don't even know if that's there. So I just I do kind of worry about like, did they do this way too late in his career uh, for it to be impactful? Yeah, my the one thing that I'm interested in in knowing is what they're gonna trade for, like what they're willing to give away for Aaron Rodgers, because like you said, he's an older quarterback, he's an aging quarterback, he's probably got a maybe a couple more good years in him, if that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, the age is concerning for sure. I mean, Tom Brady did play till he was what 45, and he yeah. won a Super Bowl in that time. So I mean, maybe it's the it's the right move, but Tom Brady's better was is better than Aaron Rodgers, like no doubt. So I don't know, dude. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be weird to see him outside of Green Bay, and like well, I guess we'll see what happens with that whole situation because, yeah, I mean, an aging quarterback, you know, he's just an injury away from from being retired. So. Really, and shoot, he yeah. could still retire. It's his choice right now. I think the only thing that they're waiting on is Aaron Rodgers. He can decide yep. whether or not he wants to play for the Jets. So, pretty much, um, yeah, he's he's calling the shot here. Yeah. All right. Uh, next bit of shocking news. Um, so the pa- the Panthers traded for the first overall pick, and they traded away DJ Moore to the Bears. They also traded away next year's first round pick. And I think a 2024 second round or something like that. I don't remember what the whole they traded away. Is. Yeah, they traded away this year, so they traded their 2023 first round pick, their 2024 first round pick, their 2023 second round pick, their 2025 second round pick, and DJ Moore was the total package. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a huge trade there. Um, they're more than likely trying to get a dynasty quarterback here. Uh, which is a pretty baller move because they were what? What were they? They were like fifth, right, or fifth overall, or what? Six. They were ninth. Oh, oh ninth. Okay, yeah. So they were so they, they were, were a outside further. of where you think you'd get like one of those top quarterbacks. A lot of them. A lot of the people like draft analysts are saying there's a likelihood that all four quarterbacks go within the first five picks because yeah. people are just like going to be trading up. I think mm-hmm. the craziest thing about this entire situation is they gave up that much draft capital to move up to number one, and it's been reported by uh, by a few people that now they're considering trading down from the first overall pick. Um, wow. At least three reports have come out from The Athletic, from ESPN, um, from NFL Network that uh, they have one quarter or they have one quarterback prospect in mind that they're likely in on. And they could trade down if they know other teams aren't in on it. That to me means Anthony Richardson. He's not the projected <laughs> overall, uh, over one over like number one overall pick. So if mm-hmm. they can trade down to like three or four and know that they're still going to get that guy and make some of that draft capital back, like great move on their end. It's just a weird way that they're going about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I, I hope they're not like trying to like like they're regretting their decision that they made. Trading away, like, now they don't have any wide receivers, really. Like, they don't have many yeah. wide receivers on their team. With DJ Moore was their only top guy. Um, but they're in a restructuring phase right now at the moment, uh, now that they've traded away DJ Moore. Um, so, like, that really they don't have anybody. And now they're going to, if if they're trading up, then more than likely they're going to try to get a quarterback. Um 
And so, like, they're going to have to rebuild around a quarterback that's already there. So, I mean, it's it's just an interesting move, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if they wanted the first overall pick, you would think that they would want um, somebody like Stroud or Young or somebody like that. Um, but, if yeah, if, like, I think Anthony Richardson would have been the best person for that team because they, they've already yeah. had somebody like Anthony Richardson on that team in Cam Newton. Um, but maybe they're trying to move away from that sort of thing. I don't know. Um, but it's yeah, just think, an interesting decision. I think if you're looking for the best quarterback, it is Stroud, in my opinion. I think if you're looking for the person who can come on and be the most impactful quarterback instantly, it's Richardson. Richardson yeah. has the most athleticism of the group. So I think he will be able to, on his own, get you more wins. Kind of mm. like the situation, we can look at it with Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence was the first overall pick, and it took him longer to get his feet. He's not a mobile quarterback. He's more accurate. He's a better decision maker. He took time to develop a little bit, and they developed a team around him. And now that Trevor Lawrence has his feet, he looks dominant. And I think the same thing would happen with Stroud, where it would take him some time to get on his feet. He'd, He'd take some time to learn the NFL a little bit rather than just becoming Lamar Jackson, who came into the NFL, or Justin Fields, who came into the NFL, extremely, extremely mobile, um, extremely, uh, you know, uh, they, they have a very, a very big physical presence. They are winning their team games, um, you know, and basically on their own. <laughs> mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot around them, but they were still making it happen. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you look at situations with those guys and... They still don't have anything around them. I'd say the best way to go is to build around Stroud rather than going Richardson and just saying, okay, go win us five games. That way we're always mediocre <laughs> right. until your body gives out on you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they draft. Um, but, yeah, I still feel like they're definitely in a rebuilding stage at this point. Oh, for um, sure. But, but let's talk about the other side of that coin, which is DJ Moore going to the Bears. Um, and we talked a little bit about uh, Trevor Lawrence and Fields not having weapons, but they do. Justin Fields is getting a new weapon in DJ Moore. And I'm going to compare this, Colton, to a, another trade that happened uh, a couple years ago. And I'm going to say it. I feel like this, is a, this, ref, this reminds me of the trade with Stefan Diggs going to the Bills a little bit. Okay, and I'm not I'm not saying that it's gonna happen, but I I feel like DJ Moore's 26 years old. Uh, Stephon Diggs was traded to the Bills around that same time, and so this could be a solid move for the Bears getting DJ Moore over there. And this, he uh, as he's clearly going to be their number one wide receiver out there. It's not Claypool. It's not going to be Mooney. I don't believe. Um, so yeah, I mean. I think DJ Moore is primed to be a number one receiver over there with Justin Fields, and I think they're I think they're they're going to make a great combo. Okay, I mean that's an intriguing comp. I've uh, I I really haven't heard that comp. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I'm I'm looking at the numbers now. He went from Stefan Diggs is who I mean by he. He went from. In 2015 to 2019, the best year he had was 1,100 um, receiving yards. And the second he went to Buffalo, he went to Buffalo in 2020, 1,539 receiving yards. The next year, 1,225. The next year, 
1,429. His touchdowns went up. Uh, he saw 8, 10, and 11 touchdowns in that year. Uh, his average yards went up. His passing or his receptions went up basically every single year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you could be. I don't. I don't hate that comp. <laughs> That's actually yeah. a pretty good one. Um, if you're looking for somebody who left a team recently and then had immense success, that's definitely the, the side of the coin you're looking for. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, usually most of the time receivers kind of struggle the first year that they have there. But I, I don't think this is the case with DJ Moore. I think he's going to have – I think he's going to have a couple games shaky in the beginning. Um, but I think he's going to – be the clear cut number one. I'm not saying that it's going to make the bears just like a great team. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, but I do think that him as an offensive player and for your fantasy team, I think he'll be impactful and I think he'll be a solid wide receiver too um, next year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm very concerned about Justin Fields as a player when it mm. comes to his ability to um, take care of the football. <laughs> He is a player. Yeah. Last year, he only threw for twelve hundred uh, for twenty two hundred yards. Like we're talking about the best people in the league, Burrow, Allen. They're they're throwing for close to five thousand yards. Yeah. He only threw for twenty two hundred last year, so he has to double the amount of throws uh, that he has. But get this. So let's let's compare it to Allen. He's he's somebody you brought up um, when it comes to. Uh, I want to see his first-year stats, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. 2020 is when he entered the league here. So 2020 is when he got Stephon Diggs. He threw for 4,544 yards. Um, mm. He threw for 37 touchdowns in that year as well. It's pretty great. Uh, Fields, this past year, threw for... Like I said, 2,200 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and two fumbles. So, mm-hmm. like, those numbers have to vault to the moon. Like, yeah. he has to double his production when it comes to the passing game while also not doubling his interceptions. Because 11 interceptions and two fumbles is already very high. So, like, I really worry about him as a passer. He kind of doesn't show like that elite level passing. He really makes it work with his feet. So yeah, that's his big upside. Yeah. I love your comp there. I think that'd be great if it worked out that way, but I have to see more out of him as a passer before I get any sort of hype around this situation at all. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a very similar comp and just because like also their, their playing styles are a little like pretty similar to Josh Allen and Justin Fields. Um, I think he's. I think Justin Fields does need to make that transition from like running all the time to like finding a ways to 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 get the ball to his playmakers. Um, so I think he does need to make that transition. And I think part of it was that he didn't really have any playmakers on his team um, to dump the ball to. Sure. So I think I think having somebody like DJ Moore um, is going to be beneficial for Justin Fields even more so. Um, to the point where he can become an elite level quarterback, and so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really high on Justin Fields now, and, and now that he's got DJ Moore over there, um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how how DJ Moore uh, is for the. I think I think Justin Fields is going to be a top five quarterback next year. I mean, heck, Easily. he was number six this year, yeah. so I mean, he was already on the cusp by just. Mm-hmm. 
himself, you added an elite wide receiver talent and the fact that they have $95 million in cap space. Yeah. <laughs> they have, like, I think the next closest is like 60-something million. So yeah. they have a healthy lead over everybody. They're going to blow and go this offseason with talent acquisition. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully it ends up working in, in, in their favor here. So And, I mean, they just acquired a lot of draft capital if they decided they wanted to, like I know the, the Colts, um, are a perfect example. They just put their center, um, who is like 25, 26 years old, um, they just put him on the trade block. So if mm. you use one of those picks to go get an elite center who's 26 years old and he's been a pro bowler, he's on the books for like $15 million a year. So like that's a prime player that if you're the Bears, go snag him up with those second-round picks that you just used or that you just yeah. acquired, and boom, you know, you have a brand-new center who's 26 and can lead your offensive line. Do moves like yeah. that along with using some of your cap space, and this team looks completely different, and I agree with you. Justin Fields could easily be top five. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's concerning, though, is is the, the – so the leadership over there in Chicago, they're, they're very young. Like the GM is pretty young. He's like one of the youngest GMs out there, I believe. Um, and like their coaching staff is, is like pretty new. Everybody's new over there, it seems like. So – like every like people have to get like accustomed to each other. They have to make the right business decisions. Um, so I, I think that's the only thing that's halting them and like slowing them down with with this whole with with these decisions that they're making. So um, yeah, they just need to get their their feet dirty and like get a couple more seasons behind them. But I think this year is the year where they can really establish establish themselves um, in their in their division. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it happens and see what shakes down during the draft. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they what they grab because now they have the number nine pick. So yeah, um, they can go a lot so, yeah. of different ways with it here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Um, we're going to talk about this uh, Giants Daniel Jones uh, signing. They finally reached an agreement for a four year deal. Um, worth about forty million a year. Um, I really think this is stretching for Daniel Jones. Um, they really, they, <laughs> I feel like they really uh, overpaid for him. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is worth forty million a year. Honestly, I think maybe thirty five was the max for him. But yeah, forty million was is a lot. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if you if you believe in Daniel Jones to the to that extent, then by all means go for it. But that just creates more of a headache for the rest of your team. Um, and on that same note, Saquon Barkley was franchise tagged. Um, they're going to try to work out a deal, but I don't know. It's going to be a lot of money. Saquon wants a lot too. So it's going to be a lot that the Giants have to stretch for there. They got rid of Kenny Galladay too. So they need, they need things to happen over there. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is sort of the opposite of the the Bears. This is a team that is on the decline, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not because I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm looking at this um, through a neutral light. You just overpaid a quarterback. You have a history of overpaying players. You overpaid Kenny Galladay. Um, you overpaid Odell Beckham. Um, mm-hmm. You are now about to overpay Saquon Barkley because guess what? They offered a deal to Saquon and it was for like 13 or 12 million a year mm-hmm. and he denied it. Yeah. So now your number shifts again upwards to, we're talking Todd Gurley, Zeke money 
And both of those deals have turned out to be an absolute dumpster fire. So are you the one team that gets lucky or are you going to continue the trend of overpaying a wide running back and it not working out? Like Mm -hmm. they don't have a ton of draft capital because they finished decent last year. So they're not picking high to where they can add some youth, uh, some, some impactful youth to the roster. They're in a position to where like now at this point, you paid your quarterback a ton of money. So you're almost pigeonholed into taking a wide receiver in the first round now if you wanted to have any sort of impact. Um, so you can't help your defense out. <laughs> it's just like this is a team that is putting themselves in terrible situations again and again and again. And, yeah. um, you know, they just they can't seem to figure it out. Um, I think this is a horrible deal. And as a Cowboys fan, I'm extremely happy that they can't <laughs> seem to get their team together. So, you know, hey, thank you, Giants, for making it easier. You're basically taking a team out of the division for years to come because if Daniel Jones is not the guy for the next four years, you just locked up your cap and all your uh, resources um, mm-hmm. for this. So <laughs> thank you. You've done us a great service. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Daniel Jones, he's he was great last year. Like, like last year was by far his best season. Yeah, but it wasn't forty million dollars a year. It wasn't a Not forty million dollars a year season. So, I mean, Patrick Not Mahomes makes forty five. So, like that should tell you something. Like if you're behind that guy. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. We'll see. What, we'll see what happens because yeah, I feel like they don't have any room to work with. They don't have any breathing room anymore. So, um, nope. We're talking about a guy who threw for three thousand yards. He only threw fifteen touchdowns the entire year. And he threw five interception and fumbled the ball three times. So uh, that is not $40 million a year, in my opinion. I'm moving on from him or I'm doing something else, but I'm not. I don't like that move at all. thought it was a really weird one. Somebody that I think is worth $40 million a year, uh, Lamar Jackson was franchise tagged. And he's he's eligible for trades, um, although nobody wants him um, (laughs) as a player, as their quarterback. Um, understandable because he's probably still recovering from his injury a little bit. Um, but also he just gets like he, his style of, of play is very injury prone. So I think that's the main reason why nobody really wants is everybody is avoiding him right now. Um, so like, yeah, it was only a matter of time before his injuries came up to him or caught up to him. And it just so happened to be the year that he was looking to get signed. So which is too bad for him, but I mean, honestly, like the way he plays, his style of play, he he plays like a running back. So, I mean, it was only a matter of time, and you know, running backs they don't they don't have a long shelf life. So, if you're signing Lamar Jackson, I mean, you you're gonna have to be like wary of of where he is in his body. Um, so yeah, it, it's he's franchise tagged and he's available for trades, um, but. I don't see him going anywhere else at the moment. And I think the Ravens are going to probably have to stick with him um, for the ongoing future. What do you think, Colt? Yeah, I heard an actually really in, uh, interesting take on this the other day. Uh, and this was from Brian Broaddus on 105.3 The Fan. He had a crazy report on this that he thinks the Ravens want to keep Lamar Jackson big time. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to give in to the requests of a fully guaranteed contract. So the beauty of a non-exclusive franchise tag is that the Ravens have the ability to match whatever deal that Lamar agrees to. So these seven, eight teams 
that are saying, no, we're out, but definitely need a quarterback. What the, what he's essentially thinking is going on here is the Ravens are saying, okay, we tried three or four different paths to work out a deal with Lamar Jackson. We couldn't figure it out. Other teams, come approach our quarterback and basically work out a deal for us. We have the draft around the corner. We're not going to deal with this headache. If you want to try to work out a deal with our quarterback, go ahead and we'll just say, yes, we accept that. <laughs> you worked yeah. out our headache for us. Thank you for making our life easier. But if it's a deal that blows them out of the water and it is a fully guaranteed contract or something ridiculous like that, they can go, okay, thank you for the two first-round picks. We'll just move on. We'll go ahead mm-hmm. and take the two first-round picks, and you can take the quarterback. So it leaves them so much flexibility. I'm so surprised more teams don't do this. If I, yeah. I would be doing this every single year as an option. It just seems like it gives you the most flexibility. It allows you to focus on other things. I love the way they're playing it, and I love that take on it as well. If that is how they're playing it, it's genius. So, hey, go ahead and work out the the troubles of my quarterback. I'll just match the deal because I'm allowed to. If it's too much, I get to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win with two first-round picks in my pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that, That's like a perfect example of like the management team and the, the leadership of that team. Um, and how they're like experienced in that sort of field, you know, whereas like somebody like the bears, they don't, they don't take advantage of these things. Um, but yeah, that's like the, that's like a perfect example of, of how like GMs are supposed to be like how they, like the role model GMs and how they make the great business decisions for their team. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it honestly puts their organization in the best case in the best place possible. So just for success. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a great, that's a great option to have. And yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't see why any, like, I don't see why any team or why every team doesn't do this. So, but yeah. Um, all right. Next quarterback on the list, Derek Carr signs with the saints. Uh, this was expected. Uh, I thought this was going to happen from the, from whenever, before he started, talking to other teams uh, this is a great spot for him i think he's gonna have the great success here um so yeah i mean Derek carr still has a lot in the tank i think uh, i think he matches drew Brees's um way of like be, uh, as a quarterback um like pretty he's pretty even with drew Brees in my opinion but like obviously not as like achievements go yeah um but i think the way that he plays quarterback is is more so the way that Drew Brees played quarterback, and I think that's what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a great spot for Derek Carr. I think he'll have great success. He was amazing in the Pro Bowl, so uh, I think he's got a lot left in the tank. So we'll see how he does uh, with the Saints. Yeah, he's definitely proven that he's he can be the guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that team is going through what can only be described as cap hell. Um, they are really struggling to, to move the cap around because of the Michael Thomas deal. There's talks now that apparently they're looking to restructure his contract again to add more time so that it's not a $60 million impact. They Mm -hmm. had last year, they had offensive line struggles. They overpaid Alvin Kamara, who's looking to be suspended due to his felony battery and assault charges. Mm. Um, I mean, they just, it's like problem after problem with this organization. Um, and so... I hope that he has success there, but I just worry that there's so much excess drama and stuff that's outside of his control right now that 
it'll interfere with his ability to have success with the organization. So uh, right. I do agree with you, though. He has a lot left in the tank, and he can be very good for that organization if they give yeah. him a good chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he can be great for the organization. They're looking to restructure Jamison Winston's contract as well, so they're not looking to move on from Jamison Winston as either. Wow. I will say that. but Surprising. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's very surprising. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, Bobby Trees, a.k.a. Robert Woods, is going to the Texans. This should tell you something a little bit about what Brandon Cooks' future looks like. Um, I mean, it's very, right. it's very uncertain still, but... <laughs> Yeah, they are going to need a lot more than Robert Woods uh, for the Texans. For the Texans, I believe. Uh, I don't think he's a he's a number one receiver. He proved that in Tennessee with the Titans. Um, so yeah, they're going to need a lot more than Robert Woods uh, in Houston, I, I believe. Yeah, I see. This is a pretty lateral movement. I don't think there's much to this at all. Um, you know, I just it is what it is. Um, another. Another average wide receiver goes to that team, and I just don't know that it helps them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it says something that about like them trying to get somebody for their new quarterback that they're more than likely going to get. Um, so it says a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road for whoever gets signed over there uh, or whoever gets drafted over there. I should say. Yeah, um, agreed. But yeah. All right, uh, moving on, and this is our last little bit of news, and there's also a little segment to this, too, that I want to bring up. Um, so the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Falcons, and the Dolphins are are being very aggressive in terms of winning the Super Bowl this next upcoming year, and it's only due to their GMs and how, how much older they're how much older in age that they're being. They want to win a Super Bowl before they, you know, eventually retire or pass away. Um, Robert Kraft with the Patriots, he's probably the oldest one out there, I believe. And then obviously Jerry Jones, he has never really won a Super Bowl um, by himself as the GM. Um, But yeah, I mean, so I want to ask you this, Colton. Who do you think out of these four teams that I just mentioned is more than likely to win a Super Bowl, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Falcons, or the Dolphins? I mean, okay, I have two like schools of thought here. I think the Cowboys are very likely out of the four of those, but, man, it's hard not to say after today, mm. obviously Jalen Ramsey was traded to the Dolphins, yeah. Um it's really hard to not to say that organization. They have traded for Bradley Chubb. They signed an elite quarterback in Tua. They traded for Tyreek Hill. Um they signed uh Armstead in the offseason who was one of the premier uh tackles in the league. Um they uh they made a trade in the middle of the year to grab another elite cornerback. Who was that player? Um Oh, he's very young. Is it Xavier Rhodes? Is that who it is? Um, it, is it was it Xavier Howard that they re-signed? That's who it is. It's Howard. Um, but he was traded, wasn't mm. he? Yeah, I think um, he was originally traded, and then he, they. I don't remember to be honest. Hold on. Let's see where he was traded from. I think he played elsewhere, didn't he? Uh, I don't know if he was ever traded though. That's the thing. 
Let me look. Yeah, they got Armstead. Um, Let's look up their trades. I'm just going to look up all their trades. I'm super curious to know like who they've made moves for. Dolphins transactions. Here we go. Okay. If, uh, let's see. Got to look at 2022. I know what happened. Where is it? <laughs> it was a big name that they had... Uh, that they had signed it was a it was a cornerback so they they signed Eric Fisher they made that massive trade for what's his name Chubb Bradley Chubb yeah Bradley Chubb mm -hmm. okay hold on where is it uh, it was agreed to terms on a trade and then Jeff Wilson they signed Jeff Wilson yeah, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Armstead. Uh, Justin Bethel? No, I don't know. Yes. I guess I'm not going to be able to find him. Bottom line, they're pushing the chips to the center of the, of the pile right now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're doing everything they can to, to make this team as good as they possibly can. You go sign Cheetah, you go sign... Um, Jalen Ramsey, like they are doing everything they possibly can right now and it's working. So like, I think if now here's the problem with the Dallas Cowboys, I think they have a better roster, but you can't take the foot off the gas. You've seen it now with how many yeah. teams you've seen the Eagles do it. We saw, uh, the Rams do it. You're now seeing the Dolphins do it. If you want to win, you have to eventually push the, the chips to the center. So yeah. go get someone like a DeAndre Hopkins. Jalen Ramsey cost a third-round pick and a tight end. You have four tight ends on your roster right now that could have made that deal work. And you didn't mm -hmm. trade for a premier cornerback, which you struggled with outside of um, uh, Trayvon Diggs is your only good one. You had injury struggles this entire season. You could have had Trayvon Diggs as your cornerback too. Like, come on, guys. This is this is not rocket science. That was a That was a layup move, and the Dolphins beat you to it. So mm -hmm. it's moves like that that are going to determine the winners. And right now, I say the Dolphins are most likely out of anybody just because they're being the most aggressive. They're acquiring yeah. the most talent. I agree. Uh, I think the Dolphins are more likely to win the Super Bowl. Um, and it's it's only simply because the Cowboys, they love their players too much. They, they, they get emo emotionally attached to their players too much, and they're the, – the, the reason why people win Super Bowls is because – of them, yeah, like you said, pushing their chips all in the middle and going all in, and they're trying to. The Cowboys try to make. They try to make everybody happy. I guess if that makes sense. I, I don't know that, yeah. that, that that's a good analogy to use, but um, they try to like. They they're just in love with all the players that they that they grow over there, and and they use all their money over there. They don't they don't make enough. They don't make enough. Uh, cap space to to get somebody good um but they could do it like that's the thing they could do it they could cut their losses on people that yeah like you said they don't need four tight ends um we could make room for somebody like a game changer to be successful on the dallas cowboys team like a, a somebody that can push them to their limits and somebody that can push them to the to the end to the super bowl because right now they haven't been past the second game of playoffs. They haven't been to an AFC or an NFC championship. So I mean, like if you think about it, like there's so many factors that the Cowboys need to do, 
And I think it stems from the very top. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I really don't think Jaron Jones is going to see another Super Bowl. Um, and I th- yeah. it's unfortunate, but I, and I think Dak is a great quarterback, but I don't think he's Super Bowl material either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think the Dolphins will, will, are more than likely, um, going, are, they're more than likely going to win the Super Bowl if, if they're the one team that I can see them out of these four teams that are more than likely going to win a Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, they're putting all their chips in right now, dude. They're they're spending all their money. They're just going all in on this year. Um, two is going to be healthy: Tyreek, Waddle, Chubb, um, and now uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Jalen Wall, uh, Ramsey. So yeah, then you add Ramsey yeah. to that defense. Like that's a huge veteran name, and you know I don't think it stops there. Like. So I don't know if you saw the have you have you seen any of the tweets between Jalen Ramsey and no, um, Tyreek Hill? Uh-uh. Okay, so Tyreek Hill has been tweeting all day long because of the big news. Mm-hmm. And um in one of his last tweets, I'll go to I'll go to his Twitter, because one of his last tweets that he put on there, um uh it was Jalen Ramsey posted like a video of him on stage. And like the whole crowd cheering, and he said mood. So Tyree Kill replied, "If you hit me like you did in that flag football game, were you fighting?" Um, <laughs> so he replied, "My apologies. I had to take my opportunity while it was there. Won't happen again. LOL." Then Bobby Wagner put um, two laughing emojis, followed by um, our player um, put, "Miami is very nice. Think about it." So. There is still active recruiting happening for for Hall of Fame linebackers like Bobby Wagner, and they're seeing all of this. If yeah. you're a massive free agent that's that, and you're seeing all this go right down, and there is a team that's pushing all their chips to the center, you're looking at Dallas, who who missed on Von Miller last year, who's yeah. potentially missing on. Um, you're missing on who is the uh, DeAndre Hopkins is sitting there saying, "Get me to Dallas. I want to go to Dallas." These players are actively telling you, "Please get me there." And they're missing. You're gonna go to Miami because yeah. they're building something there. So mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner's like, huh? The beach, amazing women, <laughs> great football team. I'm gonna get paid. Yeah, you're going yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, it's like a no-brainer for them to be honest. And if they're exactly. like other, if other players are incentivizing you to come down there and play with them, then yeah, it's even that's even better. <laughs> exactly. Like this is happening all over the place. And I don't know if you saw Micah Parsons. Did you see what Micah Parsons said? No, what do you say? Oh, he's mad, man. He po he po because the news broke, and um, he tweeted, uh, he subtweeted the NFL post of the news and what, what like what it took to get Jalen Ramsey, and he put mm. man WTF dot 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 never mind. Like he's mad right now that the Cowboys didn't spend a freaking third round pick. To go get this player. Yeah, <laughs> are you dude. kidding me? That's like, nothing. Yeah, so even Cowboys players are getting frustrated with the lack of movement we're making while other teams continue to get better in the offseason. So it's going to boil over, and it's going to end with either star players leaving or um, you know Dallas tilt trading on somebody that they don't necessarily need. So they're just doing it the wrong way. I don't, I don't like the way that they're moving right now. Yeah. I mean, it all stems from the GM side. I think. Uh, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Like, if we get, if we get another GM in there, 
the that's the last name isn't Jones, then I think that's the only way that we could be Super Bowl bound. <laughs> I agree, and um, I don't think that. So. I mean, it definitely doesn't happen until Jerry Jones passes. He's yeah. made it abundantly clear. He's clearly in this role. Um, either that, or he would have to like suffer from dementia or something that would literally like take him out. I I can't think of anything else that I'm obviously not hoping that on the guy. I'm just saying that's the level that we'd have to see in order for that to happen. And yeah. then it takes Stephen Jones recognizing I'm not good at this. Will McClay, <laughs> you've been the director of player personnel for years now. You're basically our general manager. We advise you on everything we do. Mm-hmm. Let's finally give you the official title and let you get this team to the promised land. That's the only way I see a future for the Dallas Cowboys succeeding past what we've been able to see, which is first, second round exit of the playoffs. We haven't made an NFC championship game in 26, 27 years now. If you want to make that switch, you have to do it and put the right people in place, not play politics and keep your family in every position of power. Dude, I don't think, yeah. I wish that was the, like, I wish that was possible but i i don't see that happening i i honestly think jerry jones believes he created a dynasty and he's going to have his son take the next step i think jerry jones will retire like he'll eventually retire it'll probably be right before he dies but he'll eventually retire and then he'll give stephen jones the 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 rings and the the reins i should say yeah Um, no i i kind of agree with you i think that it's it's heading in that direction yeah so I mean, Stephen Jones is—he's there. He's in every meeting. He's like there, and so like he's—he's he's ready, I guess. I'm not really ready, honestly, but he's—he's—he's. He's, he's, and you know what's going to be this? Like it's just going to be passed down from generation to generation. It's one of those things. This is yeah. Texas, dude. Like this is how it happens here. <laughs> I've seen it too many times over here. Yeah, um, no kidding. That's the truth. But. All right. Well, let's stop talking about the Cowboys. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the top quarterbacks from the combine. Um, we saw Shra- we saw Stroud play. We saw Anthony Richardson play. We saw uh, Will Levis play. Uh, we didn't see Bryce Young play, but we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot of him in college, and uh, we 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 know what he's capable of. Um, but I want to talk about the first guy that I'm, that's more than likely to be picked first overall, and that's C.J. Stroud. Um, so the Panthers are first pick now i we thought it was the bears now it's the panthers um my uh, my original prediction was that the indianapolis colts were going to trade up um to get the first pick overall and grab cj stroud but now it's the panthers that are the number one overall which is which is still possible for the colts to to trade up because the panthers are now looking like they want (laughs) to trade back down so (laughs) Yeah. Um, but if CJ Stroud goes first over, overall right now, he would be with the Panthers. Um, what do you think that looks like, Colton, for his future there? I mean, I, I do think, like, it just depends on how the organi- organization builds around him. They've invested some pieces in the offensive and defensive line. They took um, not Patrick Sertan, CJ Horn. Um, I think that's his name, right? CJ Horn? Yeah, Horn. I, yeah, they took Horn. Yeah, so they took, you know, they're building a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it I, it just depends on what they put around the guy. Like, if they do good and get guys like McCaffrey and more back in the building, <laughs> just the yeah. next generation of that, like you just got rid of literally all of your talent, you're stranding yeah. the guy on an island, but and you gave up your first-round pick next year, so you can't really, and your second-round pick, so you can't really do anything for the next few years. You're going to have to 
kind of put him on an island and hope you can hit him free agency. So, um, well, who, hold on real quick. Hold, who did they get for What did they get for McCaffrey? Because they, you know, that they got a haul for, for McCaffrey from the 49ers. So they had to, they have something from the 49ers. Um, don't they? Yeah. This, but, this upcoming year. Yeah. But it wasn't a great package. Um, they received, and remember who the team is. It's the 49ers. So this is all low picks. Yeah, they're all low picks. They received yeah. San Francisco 49er 2023 second and third and fourth round picks and a 2024 fifth round pick. So, okay, okay you gave up your second round pick this year and you got a second round pick back in return for San Francisco. You're just picking significantly lower now <laughs> in the yeah. second round. So now you've put yourself basically from the first – you were at the top of the second round. Now you're at the bottom of the second round. You added a third round pick. But you're not getting any impact players from day one off of that deal. Maybe mm-hmm. if you hit on your second round guy and you go get somebody like Jameer Gibbs and you get a, a transformational running back, that's the best piece you can add to this puzzle. Or you yeah. get lucky and you hit on a wide receiver and he becomes an S. Michael Thomas. But I think we're wishful thinking there. You find a lot yeah. more guys who are less impactful than more impactful. That's very true. Um yeah, I don't know. Like so, so for my opinion, I think it's going to be really tough for CJ Stroud at, at because yeah, they are in a position where they need multiple players and multiple picks as well. Um, they just gave away their best uh, uh, wide receiver on the team, um, unless they try to develop their receivers that they already have over there, um, which is a possibility that they could do that. Um, and I don't think they're in a bad position there either. They could do that, uh, which is an option. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to need a running back. They're going to need, I mean, they have a solid offensive line as well. Um, they have a established defense as well. Um, but yeah, it's just going to take a lot of moving pieces, I believe on that team. So it's going to be interesting to see how CJ Stroud would do over there. If we are predicting right now, if CJ Stroud goes to the Panthers, then yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Um, Which the betting yeah. odds have shifted that direction. I don't know if you've seen, but he was not the the like betting odd favorite, and mm-hmm. that changed um, the the second they acquired the pick. He's now the favorite in Las Vegas to go first overall. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I think he's I think he's deserving deserved to go first overall. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he's 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 one of those quarterbacks that's going to be playing for a long time because he's not as mobile as like the Lamar Jacksons or the um, Justin Fields is out there, which, which will get hurt eventually um, pretty easily. Um, And so CJ Stroud, he's more of like a a Joe Burrow right now. And so he's kind of like a pocket passer, which is, which is good. And he, like, he is so smooth. He was so smooth in the combine. So he was, he's going to be good. It's just, it's going to take a while for them to, get all of the moving pieces. They're going to have to make some transactions and stuff like that. Like, like the way Jacksonville did with Calvin Ridley. So they, they, they Trevor Lawrence now has another weapon in Calvin Ridley over there now. And he's probably going to be a really good piece of that puzzle over there. Yeah. Um, totally agree. So find deals like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, get, get Deandre Hopkins. Shoot. <laughs> right. He's available for apparently a second round pick is what a lot of people yeah. are saying. That's not a bad deal. That's that's no. really good. Yeah, not at all. Um, all right, the our second quarterback on the list is Bryce Young. Um, this one can go two different ways. I think it's either 
Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson. Um, and number two at the moment is Houston Texans. Um, I think I, I, I believe that the Houston Texans will probably get Bryce Young uh, now that now that par- or now that the Carolina Panthers are are number one overall. They need a quarterback, so I think the Houston Texans are in line to get Bryce Young. Um, I don't think it was probably the best decision for the uh, for the Houston Texans because the Houston Texans are at the bottom of the barrel right now. They need so much help over there on that team in order to get out of this slump. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take a lot of digging and a lot of treacherous trading and a lot of – Robert Woods is not going to be the number one right, wide receiver out there. I don't think he can be. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so, like, they're going to need a lot of moving pieces over there um, with the Texans. But the best part about uh, Bryce Young is that – like I guess if you could say the best part is that he's very mobile. He's like a Kyler Murray in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he's pretty identical to Kyler Murray with the same height and stuff like that. So <laughs> um, we didn't get to see him work out in the combine, which is upsetting, though. So Yeah, I heard a, an interesting take on him, um, which was that he has the best poise of any of the quarterbacks. And his ability to evade and his elusiveness is like higher higher than anybody. Not only when he breaks out, but also in the pocket. So mm-hmm. he may be the best at handling pressure and making decisions of anybody in this draft. Um, which is what you want from my guy, for sure. Like he's small, and I don't like that about him. Being five foot ten leads to injuries from what we've seen. Yeah. Um, I don't like that about him at all. I think obviously they're they're skewing it to where the quarterbacks have more favor, which is nice uh, to, to keep them healthier. They are the most important posi- uh, position on the field. So, but you know, that still scares me a little bit. I think he's phenomenal as a player. I just don't like his size very much. And I think when it comes down to it, CJ Stroud is the better prospect. I still think Stroud or young, if he finds the right landing spot, which I don't think is Texas, <laughs> um, yeah. that, that he could have a really good career. So um, I'm hoping the best for him. Scouts seem to love him, which is, you know, a huge plus uh, and thinks that he can be a decision maker. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agreed. Um, all right. The next person on our list is Anthony Richardson, and he can go two or three, I believe, um, from my point of view. Uh, I think the Texans could easily get him if if they were able to grab him in, at two. I don't think they will, though. Um, but I believe, so number three is Arizona Cardinals for the draft pick. Um, but number four is the Indianapolis Colts. More than likely, I believe that they will grab him there, um, which would be a good, that'll be a good landing spot for the, uh, for the Colts. Um, I originally thought that the Colts would have traded up to grab CJ Stroud at number one, but that, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, Anthony Richardson to the Colts, I believe that, I think that would be the best decision for the Colts. Honestly, this guy freaking demolished the combine. He was so good there. Um, he's, he's so, he's like a DK Metcalf, but like, like a quarterback version of DK Metcalf. Um, this dude's huge. Uh, he's six, four, he ran a four, four in the combine. He's like a huge, like he's like a the next generation's Cam Newton, I believe. So I think we're gonna see oh, some sure. great things from him. Yeah, yeah, you you do. I mean, I think the scariest thing about him is we have seen that if those type of players don't develop into a passer, they have a short career. Lamar yeah. Jackson's starting to carry those injuries. 
Cam Newton in the later part of his career, the second his body couldn't handle it anymore, he became like league average, <laughs> like yeah. seriously right in the middle. He his body couldn't handle it for a long period of time. So we're starting to see that like that is the trend. If you're a mobile quarterback, if you don't develop a passing game, you're in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have a short career. And if I'm a NFL GM, I'm not investing my resources on a on a guy that I don't really know if he's going to have a long career with me. So. Um, scary i think his upside is great but only if he can develop as a passer so mm-hmm. and obviously you have a very short amount of time with only 13 games in college that you can sort of use that film to say okay what do we have here we don't mm-hmm. really know how he was we don't have four years of tape on this guy mm-hmm. so um that's the the other scary bit of this is the unknown factor of his game and of course his longevity right yeah, it's a very high gamble, I believe, but I think it's a good gamble to make if you're the Indianapolis Colts. So, um, you really, you're you're out of options. You have to get yeah, a quarterback. You have to. So, yeah, I think it's a great option there. Um, so, all right, our last person on this list is Will Levis, and he is one of the people that is. Um, he needs to work on on a, on a few things before he can be a starter. I believe. Uh, I think he'll be. I think he would be a great addition to the Seattle Seahawks, um, as they are at number five. Um, and I think he he might get picked. He might get picked there, and and he'll probably sit behind Geno for a couple years, maybe a year. Um, and I think that'd be a great idea for for them to be able to establish him as a rookie quarterback um, because he does need to work on some things. And like that would be a good landing spot for him to get his feet wet, I believe. So, um, yeah, I could see him definitely going there and uh, maybe sitting for for a year or two and uh, just trying to establish himself there as a, as a quarterback. So I think I agree with you. I think that's got to be the best spot for him. Um and if you treat this like they treated Patrick Mahomes, then it could really work out in your favor. Absolutely. Let him learn, mm-hmm. let him grow, and organically develop your quarterback without putting him in the spotlight instantly. You just signed Geno to a two-year extension, if I remember correctly. Was it just two years? Yeah. Um, so he has time. Grab a young guy. Geno's 32. Like <laughs> This could be the perfect transition for that team. And yeah. you can thank the Denver Broncos for taking your 34 year old quarterback and giving you multiple picks to reset your organization here, use it and then use Mm -hmm. the Seahawks pick, which I believe is like 13 or 14. They're up there. Um, You can still go grab a good weapon, whether Mm -hmm. that's offensive line, cornerback. If you want to add something on the defensive line, like plenty of opportunity for you here, even in a trade up scenario, to work in to grab additional resources to you know continue to build around this team and let Levis naturally develop. So man, I couldn't agree more. I think that is the perfect scenario if they play it that way, mm-hmm. and I think they would because they have Gino who's proven he's the guy. Like he's proven to be good, but as he starts yeah. to fall off due to age, Levis is there to step up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they're like I think this year is like the only year that they will be able to grab a quarterback because they have that flexibility yeah. right now because they have two first round picks. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's, this is the, like the only year that they have uh, to do it. And I think that they should definitely capitalize on, on that first. Or round heck pick, so. like think about if you're that organization and you think Stroud is the number one guy and you want Stroud, you can package yeah. your picks. You have enough. 
Mm-hmm. And you can say, all right, 2023, we know we're out of this draft, but guess what? We didn't give up any of our resources for 2024, and we still have Denver to thank for more resources. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you're you're still set. Um, did they give up multiple first-round picks for that? For Russ? Um, I don't remember. I got to see what this was. Let's see what the trade was. Um, I don't think so. What the whole package was. For Russell Wilson... Okay, they traded. Okay, where is it? Come on. Let's see. They traded for multiple first-round picks. So, yeah, they received multiple years of first-round picks for Russell Wilson. <laughs> wow, that's going to be... So, yeah, they, they have so much flexibility with that now. So, yeah, they could package somebody and jump to number one, honestly. The Panthers are still willing to go down. That's the thing. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, they like they have tons. That. You could seriously say, screw this year. We're going all in. And mm-hmm. then you have two first-round picks next year because they received, oh, and two second-round picks. So, oh yeah, you're golden. You received yeah. a 2023 and a 2024 first-round pick, a 2023 and 24 second-round pick, Plus your second round pick, mm-hmm. like man, this is that's phenomenal. Yeah, Seahawks are very, they're very wealthy right now with picks. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, they have a lot of flexibility with what they, as far as what they can do with it. But the thing is, is that I don't think that they will do that though. I think that they are more, they are more than likely going to stay at number five and get will levis uh I, I don't believe that they i mean it would shock me if they if they jumped to number one and, and picked up stroud with them just signing geno smith so yeah yeah it, it, that would that would more that would probably shock me so. not saying it's the best move but it definitely is a like a, a good setup like they could they could do it if they wanted to <laughs> yeah absolutely they have that room that's the thing like they have yeah. that option if you so. if you're pete carroll and you say no that's my guy organization this is the right call Let's go get our quarterback for the next, you know, 15 years. Well, you have the room for it. <laughs> yeah, So, absolutely. you know, yeah, I don't know. Could be great, but if, if Levis is the guy they grab, I think if you developed him right, he could turn it into Josh, and Al- Josh Allen 2.0. He's got the arm for it. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. just give him that time to develop. Yeah, he needs that time, I think. I think he's going to need that one year to develop. And like yeah. you said, I think like the best situation would be like a Patrick Mahomes um, where he sit, he they benched for a year, gets to examine, gets to anal- analyze, gets to work on his craft, and then the second year he comes in and dominates. So yeah, yeah, I think exactly. that's the best case scenario. Yeah, but. absolutely. All right. Well, those are our top QBs from the combine. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, leading up to the NFL draft um, in April. Um, there's, there could be a lot more trades coming up. There could be a lot more moving around, moving pieces. You know, the Raiders could be a wild card here too. They need a quarterback as well. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out. But, uh, I think for right now, I think that'll do it for us, uh, on today's podcast. You got anything else to add Koltsky? No, no. Just getting excited for the draft. Ready for yeah, it. We're getting excited to the draft. We are so excited to be back. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening um, for this edition of Halftime Adjustments. Um, we thank you for returning to us, and we will be back regularly on Sundays now. 
Um, so yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at halftime underscore ADJ. And we are on we are on all Spotify platforms, all Apple Podcast platforms, and all uh, a- uh, Amazon Podcast pa- platforms. Did I say that twice? Did I say Amazon twice? I don't remember if I didn't <laughs> um, say Um, <that>. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> it, okay, well, we're on Apple and we're on Amazon, so we're on those <laughs> platforms. So <laughs> you can listen to us anywhere. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Later.